welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'll tell you more about the promotions they can offer you later on in the show. Two Rivers Ford, where I was uh, lucky to be at today. We were shooting a TV commercial for Two Rivers Ford, and my Ford came in today, literally as I was driving out to Mount Juliet. Uh, well, you know what? I'll tell you more about that later on. I'll show you a picture of my car because I'm very excited to finally have that here in Nashville. And by the time I get home from the combine, they're literally going to drop it off. Anyway, I'll tell you more about this later. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for your dream address without the stress. And of course, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. So, with the Titans and this offseason, we got to get into uh we got to get into the conversation about what they need to prioritize, right? There's a bunch of different things that this football team needs to get better, to improve, to advance its position from where it was, from where it ended in 2021 or I guess technically 2022. Um there are a variety of different ways that they can go about this. I think you can look at offense, defense, and special teams. You can look at some of the things that they've done in this offseason already, including coaching, hirings, and firings that are going to incrementally improve the football team. But when it comes to a personnel standpoint with Combine this week, with free agency on the horizon, with the NFL draft getting ready to take place in Las Vegas very, very soon, there is a lot of stuff that the Titans need to do. So the question that I want to start out with, and we'll lay these priorities out as I see them over the course of tonight's show, but I want to start with you guys. What is your off-season priority? What one thing, it only has to be one thing, must they do? If you think, as Houston Brown does, that they need a quarterback, you can you can go down that road if you so choose. I'm going to tell you that it's uh, you, you probably shouldn't waste your time, Houston, because that's not the route that they're going to probably explore. But hey, you know, never stop hoping if that's what you want. Could be a new quarterback. It could be what they do in the first round in the draft. It could be just a general draft need. It could be re-signing a current free agent. It could be any number of things. Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch what you think the first and foremost priority of the Tennessee Titans this offseason must be. We'll talk about it together, and I'll tell you how I feel about it right after I tell you about Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. Listen, I got to see my new car today. I got so excited. I, I, they gave me the option to take it home today, but I said, you know, I'm going to put miles on my old car on the way up to Indianapolis, and then I, when, I come, when I come home, this thing's going to be sitting in my driveway. They're literally going to bring the car to my house while I'm gone put it in my driveway, and take my old one away. It makes me so happy to be able to have that kind of customer service from Two Rivers Ford. And they don't just do that for me because I work with them. It They'll do that for you. They'll do that for everybody because they pride themselves on satisfaction. I'm going to throw a picture up on the screen of the new uh, 2022 Ford Explorer that is, uh, oh, it's not the proper file for me to put it up there. That's unfortunate. 
um, I was really hoping that I would be able to uh, put this image up on the screen. I'm going to see if I can't uh, mess with it really quick as we sit here. But Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you can go. TwoRiversFord.com, of course, is the website where you can start the built-for-you process today, just like I did. So uh, that the question that I'm asking you is this. Oh, it is going to work. I am going to be able to throw a picture up of the car, and then you guys can look at it for yourselves. This was today at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, um, and you can do the same thing I did, which is the Built For You program. I selected a 2022 Ford Explorer, and the picture's not going to work. So what do I know? <laughs> Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. My bad. What need? What need? That didn't, that didn't work out the way that I wanted to. Anyway, I tweeted a picture. You can see the car for yourself on uh, on my Twitter account. What needs to be the priority? Uh, Houston Brown screaming at me now in the comment section. Uh, by the way, your information is incorrect, Houston, but um, you know I appreciate your passion. Aaron Rodgers is buying property in Nashville, and we don't pursue him. It's It's got nothing to do with the fact that he's buying property, man. He's buying land and building a house here. Um, everybody does that. Like anybody who's paying taxes in California, somebody who's just done my taxes, I can tell you how much cheaper it is to be taxed in the state of Tennessee as opposed to uh, California. You've got teammates that already live here. You've got players from all over the league who train here in the off season. Like, let go of the... Let go of the uh, Aaron Rodgers thing, man. It's just, it's not happening. I uh, I wish I wish for your sake that it would. I think it'd be a lot of fun to cover Aaron Rodgers personally. I would enjoy it. Nothing against Ryan Tannehill, but yeah, it's just not in the cards, kids. So keep it, you know, focus on something else is how I would politely tell you to direct your attention. Deshaun uh, on Facebook Live says, bring in someone to challenge RT17 for quarterback one. And you can do that. There are some, free agent options you will have some uh you will see some quarterbacks basically where you're picking in the mid-20s in this draft nobody though I think that's going to immediately come out and push uh Ryan Tannehill for Davidson on YouTube the priority is Harold Landry can't give that piece can't give up I assume he means to say can't give up that piece for the defense and so, you know, there's there, there are all manner of phases throughout the course of the NFL offseason, right? So you have uh you have the um you have the dead period, basically, which is what we're getting ready to come out of now. You have the combine, well, you have mobile and the senior bowl, you have the all-star games in college football. You'll soon have pro days after the combine, but the combine is the first step in this process that we're currently in. So combine, the priority, of course, will be placed on getting the medical evaluations. That's the most important part of this entire week. And then we'll progress through to free agency. Then there will be the draft. And then you can, there will be different priorities as you get through each phase in the off season. But we're just talking about one thing that I think they need to do that you think they need to do. And I think the more that I study this and the more that I kind of try and figure out different ways that they can maneuver things like salary cap, I think the more that you start to get away from things that you would like. Of course, you get further and further away from the Aaron Rodgers conversation because it's not real. You get closer to, okay, who makes sense in the draft? What do you need to prioritize? Where can you get proper protection help, for example? Or can you get the kind of wide receiver that you need to complement A.J. Brown in this offense where you're picking? And keep in mind that you don't have a second-round pick. And also weighing that against the current free agent market, which – uh, we're less than a month away. I think we're about two and a half weeks away from the 
negotiating window being open for teams and agents to get that process. But if you're asking me what I think the first or what I think the top priority needs to be of this entire offseason, you know, I'm inclined to agree with David Tierpak and everybody else who is talking about Harold Landry. Landry going to be too much money put in. Well, actually, I didn't read the comment before I clicked on it. I saw Landry and I ran with it. David disagrees with me because he says no Harold Landry. And you know what? I say yes. Stat uh, that you're only one of three guys in the NFL with uh, with at least 60 tackles and 10 sacks. Uh, just your, your thoughts on those numbers, and does it kind of show that that you're you know you're obviously not just strictly a, a pass rush kind of guy, but an all round contributor? Yeah, no, nah, I mean. I feel like I said before, you know, I pride myself on being versatile, um, being able to move me around and do different things. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, those numbers speak towards that. So that's Harold Landry earlier this year talking about his situation and uh, what he, you know, what he brings to the table and all these different things that make him an asset for this Titans team. What should their top offseason priority be? Well, it should be to keep Harold Landry on the football team for 2022 because of what that pass rush provides to them. There are so many different ways that you can analyze this, that you can break this down, and that you can look at different places that they do need to prioritize. And again, I think the offense needs far more work than the defense does. I think we're all realistic about this current situation. But when you ask me what gives them the best chance, for example, to just flat out win a Super Bowl, my answer is going to continue to be, well, the way that they pressured the quarterback this past year is going to be their greatest weapon. It You may think that it's A.J. Brown. You may think that it's Derrick Henry. You may think that Julio Jones is going to have a revived season or things may happen, and this may be a totally different conversation, what, eight months from now when football comes back into our lives. But if you're telling me, if you're telling me one thing that I think they must do to keep competitive to stay competitive I think that the uh whatever it is whatever it takes franchise tag tender extension or I guess now a new contract given that his current contract is getting ready to expire so it's not technically an extension whatever you got to do I think they need to keep Harold Landry because the pass rush is the key to their greatest success uh what do you consider to be the priority this offseason let me know in the comment section we'll read more of your comments here in just a second, right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're ready to feel the excitement of the conference championships like never before, then DraftKings Sportsbook is the place that you need to turn. You can turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's just that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays, which allow you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A to Z Sports. Bet $5 on any college basketball team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they win. Uh, if you win, or excuse me, if they win, you win with DraftKings Sportsbook and promo code A to Z Sports. 
Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. Priorities this offseason are going to be many. But I think the place that makes the most sense to start is to keep that pass rush hole. Uh, let's see. I think for Ryan Fields says, I think uh, Wandale, uh, Wandale Robinson from Kentucky would be ideal. Takes the top off the defense and can move him around the field. He's an interesting prospect. And honestly, um, he's he's such a tough player, man. I loved his career at Kentucky. I loved watching him play against uh, the University of Tennessee throughout the course of the past couple of years. He's going to be, uh, I think he's going to find a role in some form or fashion um, at the next level. Uh, let's see. MB says next to Julio healing up 100%, the Titans retooling the offensive line to get younger. And that will, of course, be a big part of this offseason, whether it ends up being Roger Saffold, um, Ben Jones, David Questenberry, or Taylor Lewan. All four of those positions basically are on the table to have shuffling parts this offseason. Again, I don't think that uh I don't think that Taylor Lewan in particular, I don't think that Taylor Lewan or Ben Jones are going anywhere. I think it's more likely the other two. But, you know, you never know. We will see how this offseason plays out. All I know is that there will be at least probably at least one start new starting offensive lineman come this coming uh this coming season, if not two at bare minimum. Um, Gronkowski, Mark Jones says Gronkowski will be a huge addition if we can get him to come to Tennessee. Tannehill needs a safety valve. What do you mean Gronkowski? Gronk's not coming to, I mean, well, actually I don't, I haven't talked to anybody about Gronk, but I, that's the first I've heard of any Gronk to the Titans discussion. Um, if that exists, I don't know if that, uh, I don't know if that's, uh, I don't, I don't think that's real. Um, but if anything changes, if I hear anything, I'll keep you guys updated. You know where I'll hear stuff about Gronk to the Titans in Indianapolis, where I'm about to spend the next seven days of my life. I'm six nights and seven days in Indy for the combine starting tomorrow where the primetime show will be broadcasting live from. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, Steven Snyder says, uh, Gronk said he wants to play for Joe Burrow again. I don't really care about Gronk. Gronk is, uh, Gronk is not your answer at tight end. Gronk and Gronk and Brady make each other much better than, you know, Gronk and whomever quarterback you were going to drop in men with. I just, I, again, let go, let go of the Gronk thing until there's something more concrete. Let's move on and let's talk about questions that are going to be asked of John Robinson and Mike Frabel at the Combine. The two of them are scheduled to speak at the respective podiums on Wednesday. Uh, I'm, we're going to have one of the two on at least. I'm not sure whether Mike or John is going to be on the radio show just yet. And ideally, we're going to have both if their schedules work. Um, so I'll keep you updated with that throughout the course of the week. But either way, we're going to speak to them as a media core. And if we end up getting some bonus time with either of them on the radio show, that'll be great too. Um, but one of, one of the two is going to be on for sure at some point from Indianapolis. So the question that I want to ask you is this. What one question would you ask John Robinson or Mike Vrabel, or a question for both of them that applies to both of them at the Combine this week. Give me your answer on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together what one question would you ask of John Robinson and Mike Vrabel this week at the Combine. And while you tell me what your one question would be, hell, maybe I'll even use your question, and I'll make sure to credit you if that ends up being so. 
While you guys do that, I'll tell you about the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. That is the Gary Ashton team of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress, just like I did two years ago, coming up on three years in June from when I purchased my home here in Middle Tennessee. GaryAshton.com will give you all of the intel that you need to be able to, one, find the perfect house for you, but two, also put you in a position to succeed as far as maximizing your investment is concerned. This is what the Ashton team offers you, the Intel Edge at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of all of your favorite pro sports teams and your favorite nightly streaming sports talk show. So, what one question would you ask John and Mike come uh, Combine Week? Because both of them are going to be made available. John first, and I believe Vrabel second, at the podium in Indianapolis. And then hopefully uh, we'll have both of them, but if not both of them, at least one of them on the radio show from Indy this week. Uh, David says, should have kicked the extra point. He's going back to the playoff game. I'm pretty sure Mike Vrabel's not going to have any kind of interest in discussing that. But, you know, if that's what you want to, that's what you'd use your question on, David. That's not even a question. It's just a statement, but I appreciate that as well. Uh, for uh, for Chris Frazier, who just says, all caps, what you going to do at the wide receiver position? Tell us, damn it, John. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to show his hand outright, but, you know, you probably get him to talk about some prospects in particular. Yogi says his question to both would be, when are you guys going to get rid of Tannehill? And, again, they've addressed that at length. It's certainly not going to be this year. So these are all, you know, these are all retreads, guys. Isn't there anything new you want to know about your football team? I I get, you know, I get that the obsession is still Tannehill. I get that some of you guys are still hung up on the playoff game, but like at some point you have to move on, right? It's like a it's like a bad breakup, right? At some point you just have to get the hell over it because your season's over and now you're on to the next. This is where the fun part starts, which is building the thing back up again. Um for Ryan Fields. He says, uh, oh, Ryan Fields is talking to somebody else in the comment section. Um, G-Man says on the plane, peanuts or pretzels, which would tell you a lot about both of their personalities. That would be interesting. Uh, Justin Collins says, rank your top priority in this draft to get us over the hump. Are you drafting best overall player available or are you focused on direct need? Now, that's a good question, right? Because I think everybody's, I don't think there's one set strategy for every round of the draft. I think that strategies change from first to second to fourth to seventh. Like I think that there are different strategies employed at every stage, even across the three days of the process. But I do think it's interesting to kind of talk about the priorities as far as their position, their positions are concerned, because, you know, they see, they see the same kind of issues that we do, uh, obviously for the same reason that they, added Tim Kelly as their passing game coordinator, which, by the way, we haven't talked to Mike Vrabel about other than getting a statement in a press release last month. Um, ask him why he was load-managing players this year, says MB. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think it depends on the player, right? Like, I, I would have to ask him, because I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate on your guys' questions because I've worked with Mike now for four years, and I know, well, Mike in particular, um, for four years, John for five years, and this is coming up on my sixth year, John's seventh, Mike's fifth. So I, you, you would have to ask him about specific players, MB. He's not going to give you a, you know, because what he's immediately going to hit you with, because I know, because we've done this before with him, 
So he's going to say, all right, well, which player are you talking about? And then he's going to say, well, for all of our players, they are on individualized plans. We try to do what's in the best interest of the player. Health and safety is at the forefront of our concerns. Always concerned about the health and safety of our football team. I've just given you Mike Vrabel's answer. So if you want him to answer questions about specific players, you're probably not going to get much of a better answer, to be honest with you, because this is how Mike does things. But, um, you know, I mean, it's worth a shot. These are these are the kind of these are the kind of things that we uh, that we got to hash out here. Right. We're going to uh, we're going to work our way through these things together. Um, uh, Karen O'Keefe says, well, Vrabel still cut off his nuts for a Super Bowl, or was it his penis, says Karen. Well, it was his penis, Karen. Um, but yes, that is, uh, that is a question that likely would come up in a press conference setting. I'm quite certain. I'll be sure to do that for you. For example, load managing Julio. Julio never had a full week of practice taking every snap until the playoff game week. Yeah. And I, what he'll tell you is Julio's on an individual plan. Julio, we're just trying to get him healthy, just trying to make sure that he gets to the game, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, like I said, I can ask the question. I just know what the answer is going to be. But, you know, maybe you, if you don't ask the question, you don't ever get surprised. Uh, it's just after after four years, I don't know that Mike is ever going to, uh, I don't know that Mike is ever going to surprise us with open and honest transparency, especially as far as how they handle players and their health are concerned. That seems to be the one thing that you got nothing on. Yogi says, ask Vrabel if he has a burner account like Kevin Durant's. Well, no, I know he has. He uses his real one. I know he does because he saw, I know he saw the uh, the press conference thread that I put out a couple of weeks ago where I was just reliving some of Mike's finest moments over the last four years when he freaks out at press conferences or when he rips us, um, which are always fun. But one question that I would ask for each of these guys of John, I would ask what one player or at what point in your career, this is the question that I would ask John Robinson, at what point in your career scouting did a player kind of, a player in his career kind of change the way that you approach scouting, right? Like, was there one example of a life lesson that you had that comes to mind where you said, I thought this way the entire time throughout the course of the process, and this is what ended up happening that showed me how different each scenario could be? Or is the, have you had one set basically scouting philosophy his entire life? I think that's a good question for John. And then of Mike, I'm curious to know how Mike scouts players himself, given that, you know, as a college position coach, he was certainly recruiting. You watch tape all the time, so you're doing scouting uh, you're doing scouting as well, and Mike understands football as well as anybody. He understands what he needs in a player as well as anybody. So I'm curious about Mike Vrabel's scouting approach since this is going to be prospect-driven, and we're going to be talking about a lot of the players that all of us have been scouting for months and, in the case of uh, most media members, weeks by now. So I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be uh, probably the focal point from my standpoint, just to kind of give you a preview of what I'm thinking and what I'm going to be writing this week, but certainly there's uh, some good suggestions in there. Titans Kyle says, ask Vrabel why Buck never reads my comments. Well, you know, Kyle, you just got to, you got to get it. I don't, I don't know. There's no strategy to, to, to for sure get me to read your comment. Um, other than if you piss me off, which usually seems to work. Now, if you're trying to avoid that uh, for whatever reason, or maybe you think it's funny because sometimes it does get funny when I, uh, when I blow a gasket um, tonight, maybe don't do it. I've got a bit of a headache. So, I don't know that that would go well for anybody, but, uh, you know, there's no set formula to get me to read every comment. Unfortunately, 
Kyle, I can't get to literally every comment. <laughs> spam, LOL. I'll just spam, he says. Well, you know, whatever whatever you find most successful, Kyle, I will see. But now I've read two comments in a row. You're on a heater. Maybe maybe you shouldn't waste shouldn't have wasted two comments on your strategy as opposed to just keep lobbing the question at my face. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Landry is a cap casualty. Well, no, Landry's not a cap casualty because his um, that's incorrect terminology. Okay, so let me read the full question, and then we'll take this piece by piece. Chris Mabry on Facebook Live says, Landry is a cap casualty, and so is Ben Jones. We drafted players the past couple seasons to replace them. Um, so let, let's take this piece by piece. One, you're using the – and I'm not, you know, I'm not – I'm not trying to like check you, Chris, but one, you're using the incorrect term, right? If they let Landry go, it's not because he was a cap casualty. Cap casualty implies that they are getting rid of him because his salary already on the cap is too much when Landry is literally not on the salary cap next year. As we sit here today, he just, he doesn't, he doesn't count against their salary cap. Neither does Ben because they're both unrestricted free agents cap casualties in the correct sense of the term is uh is a situation where Taylor Lewan because you could save I think it ends up being close to 12 million dollars if you straight up cut Taylor Taylor would then at that point be a cap casualty Roger Saffold Janoris Jenkins guys who you can save 10 million and I think almost 7 million dollars respectfully because their contracts are still on your cap those are technically cap casualties now I don't know what they're going to do with the Landry. I think it's too early to tell. Things are tre- – Ben Jones is not – I'm almost I'm almost positive that Ben Jones is going to be on this football team this year because they don't have a good replacement for Ben. Who are these players? Who, who, have, who have they drafted in the past couple of years to replace Ben Jones? They're, the answer is nobody. I mean, there's nobody on the roster that was currently drafted to replace Ben Jones. They haven't drafted a center. Um they had Aaron Brewer as an unrestricted free agent who they've tried at center sometimes, but more plays guard. Ben Jones doesn't come out of the football games. That's why they like Ben. Ben is prop Ben honestly is probably the thing that they're going to prioritize most this year. So again, Chris, I would say, uh, because he's he's saying he, he worded it wrong, but they will be gone because of the cap. I would say that um Harold maybe probably not if I'm being honest with you and Ben maybe but almost assuredly not Ben Jones Ben Jones they consider to be one of the most important players on the football team um and and that may come as a surprise to you because I don't think a lot of people think centers are that important but if you ask coaches they will uh they will tell you um that all it depends on the team and it depends on the staff but if you ask them hey what's the most important position after quarterback on your roster, more than half of the league would say the center, the center. Um, that would be that would be the point. Now, as far as who you drafted to replace them, Rashad Weaver's a fifth round pick. So to replace Harold Landry, no. To be depth on the line, yes. Rashad was not brought in to replace Harold Landry. That's not the same caliber of player. Dylan Radens is a second round pick because that's who he's saying would replace Ben Jones. Dylan Radens has played left tackle exclusively his entire life and couldn't get on the field at any position other than the Niners game where you saw a complete and utter disaster take place at the left tackle position where you found out that Taylor couldn't go because of a back injury. 
that uh, on the same on the day of the game, you had uh, Kendall Lamb, the backup left tackle, test positive for COVID. So then you had to make Dylan Radens active for fourth round pick. Thank you for correcting me, Chris Frazier on uh, on Rashad Weaver. But again, they're not the same caliber of player. So depth, yes, replacement, no. Um, I, I get what you're saying, Chris, but I think that. I think you're largely incorrect in your assessment. Now, we, we'll see how things play out, right? Um, we'll see how things play out. But uh, at this point, there is no indication that either of those guys are going to be the one-to-one replacement for what you currently have on the roster, or in the case of not technically on the roster, because they're really not on the roster until they receive new deals. Um, Chris says he was a red flag guy who dropped, I thought. Weaver was not. Weaver was not a red flag guy who dropped. In fact, the Weaver thing didn't come out until after he was drafted. The uh, the incident where he was accused of, and I want to be specific, he was accused of pushing a woman down at a bar. And that did not come out until after they had already taken him uh, in the draft process. So there were, no, there were zero red flags around him during the draft process, uh, at least publicly. Um, but there was, he was always projected as a fourth or fifth round pick. He's, he's just, a, he's, He's a player who you've probably already seen his ceiling in college, right? He's one of the older players in the draft. Last year, he was at the Senior Bowl. He's going to be able to do some things, right? But again, not not the same caliber of of player, and and that's okay, right? You can still find uses for him, but replacements, either of those guys, uh, incorrect in in that assessment, and certainly the team would would tell you that as well. I'm just giving you based on how they project. I mean, Dylan Raines could end up being a center. They have no idea where to play him. It seems at this point, or at least they don't know where he makes the most sense because of uh, his, I don't want to say lack of development, but he's been slow to be a contributor thus far. It's probably the most gentle way to put it. All right, let's wrap things up on a Monday night, and let's talk about Art Bryles, fair or foul. I don't know how many of you are following this story. If you're not, we're going to fill you in on this. Fair or foul, Grambling State fired Art Bryles as their offensive coordinator after a week. Now, if you did not know Art Bryles was back in football, back in college football, or if you don't know who Art Bryles is, because maybe we're far enough removed from the Art Bryles situation where people are, uh, people maybe not remember who Art Bryles was. Art Bryles is the uh, former Baylor Bears football coach that was uh, disgraced because that had to retire in disgrace um, because of widespread sexual assault on the Baylor campus that was known about at the university, but nothing was done in real time. So really, really egregious stuff. Now, there are some things of, as far as how guilty Art Bryles specifically was, as opposed to the other parties who were involved. And of course, the players who were accused and did uh, were found guilty of uh, sexual assault. There are some degrees on this. But Art Bryles is no longer going to be the offensive coordinator at Grambling State, and he lasted, I mean, less than a week at this point. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you whether it's fair or foul here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac has you covered three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky. Brymac will hook you up get you in your comfort zone, whether it's commercial, residential work, Brymac has you covered. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. So, Grambling State firing Art Bryles after less than a week. Fair or foul is the question. Um, You know, this is a, it's a complicated one, right? 
because he was the way that he was fired. I think you can look at that and say, well, I mean, Art Bryles taking the job, that's not on Art Bryles, right? That's on whoever offered Art Bryles the job. That's where you kind of have to start with that portion of the conversation. Now, should he ever be back in charge of young people at a, at, I mean, he was a high school football coach prior to this, right? So it's not like he spent a ton of time away from, um, from coaching kids, right? And the larger issue is, is he going to make the right decisions in a position of power to best protect children? Because that was not done at Baylor, whether it was all his fault or his fault by degrees, right? I think there are, you know, legally you can go through the uh, go through the investigation and, and determine how much or how little Art Bryles actually knew. So when you say fair or foul, I'm going to say, I'm going to say foul because him getting fired after a week is not on Art Bryles, even though Art Bryles is a less than, you know, he's not somebody you root for, right, at this point. The larger issue is Hugh Jackson hiring him. Hugh Jackson, who is the head coach, the former, you know, speaking of disgrace for different reasons, the former Cleveland Browns head coach and at the at one time Oakland Raiders head coach, who is now the head coach at Grambling State. Hugh Jackson hired Art Bryles. It is foul that Hugh Jackson hired him. It is also foul for Hugh Jackson to then turn around and fire him after knowing all of the things that are problematic around Art Bryles and thinking that it wouldn't matter or that they could do it in the middle of a news dump. Um, on a, I think it was on a Friday that they let this that they let this news loose. They gave it to a local TV station because I don't think they thought they were going to get a bunch of tough questions about it. I. It's foul to fire Art Bryles. It was foul to hire him in the first place, but you can't be upset at Art for saying yes to the job. You can be upset at the people who decided to hire him for a job that they never should have considered him for. I think that's kind of the way that you have to parse a situation like that. It's complex, but it's, uh, I mean, it's a pretty ugly situation right now. That's going to do it for us tonight when next we speak to you. It'll be from Indianapolis. Oh, 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 before I forget, by the way, there is a massive announcement happening on the A to Z Sports Morning Show tomorrow morning, as a matter of fact. I'm glad that uh, somebody reminded me of that as we were getting ready to wrap up here. 8 a.m., Austin and Zach are going to be on the air tomorrow. There is a massive announcement coming about the continued uh, the continued conquering of the A to Z Sports uh, digital network across all platforms, across all different digital landscapes. I'm very excited to uh, for you guys to see what um, the company has been working on behind the scenes. I cannot, what I I can't tell you what it is. That's Austin and Zach's because you know they own the company, so I think they get to they're allowed to break their own news. Um, it's going to be great, and what I will say to you is. If you are a fan of what Austin and Zach have built, and make no mistake, I mean, these guys have worked tired. There's there's a lot of people that work for A to Z Sports and that have helped A to Z Sports grow. 
uh, and I've been fortunate to be a part of that throughout the uh, throughout the first you know the first kind of phase of this thing, right? Um, I if you are a fan of what Austin and Zach have built, you're going to be thrilled for them and for the company and for all of the things that it can mean for you as a sports fan. So. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing their announcement. I know that they, uh, I know that they, what they're going to do is they're going to make it. They always, they always make it a big deal, right? And it is a big deal. And I, uh, I can't wait for you guys to, uh, to be able to celebrate that with them tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And then we can all talk about it on, uh, the radio show or on primetime tomorrow night. I'll see you. We'll, we'll do the radio show from Nashville. And then as soon as radio's done, I'm going to go get a haircut. I'm going to drive up to Indianapolis. We'll do primetime live from Indy. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and next Sunday night, because I'm there um, in Indianapolis from Tuesday through the following Monday uh, for uh, for the uh, Combine coverage. I'm going to have great stuff for you, social media, digital content, written content. We're going to have so many cool, cool guests. So uh, hopefully you follow along, and uh, if not, I'll talk to you tomorrow at some point. See you. See you then.